about I'm so vain Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you, don't you Oh, today is Sunday, September 13th, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of a ghost who loves to boast that he died from a roast. I, I've lost, I've lost it right here. It's this Joe Batanz right here, only on one place, Afterthought Media. top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of this Joe Batanz. Uh, today is Sunday, September 13th, 2020, the year of our Lord, 2020. And uh, I just finished recording an episode with a friend of the show, Adam Vaught, because I'd forgotten to do this Joe Batanz yesterday, so it was kind of a crazy day. But you know... It's funny because I'm surprised that I forgot. And it it's it's really funny because you don't realize when you're under a dark cloud often that you're under a dark cloud. And I feel like the past few weeks, maybe even I don't know how long, maybe you guys probably are a better judge of how long this has been. It feels like I've been under a dark cloud. Is it because uh, my grandparents died and I was just in a funk? I don't know. Is it because of the searing back pain that's finally starting to really mend itself in a real way? And I'm starting to understand what it is. Maybe it was that. I don't know. Uh, maybe Or maybe my mood has improved because I've started actually doing physical exertion, actually working out which has improved my mood considerably. I really don't know. But something happened over the past week, and I actually have some theories that have greatly improved my mood, my outlook, you know. And I think I've talked about this. Uh, well, let's, let's, let's go backwards. because Let's talk about the things I want to talk about. I want to talk about my therapy session. I want to talk about being pulled over by the cops. And I want to talk about my mood. I want to talk about what happened last week. I want to talk about all this. So last week, as you all know, as you all know, last Sunday, I uh, was in a tizzy. I was in a panic attack. Now that there's some distance from it, even though I think I knew this at the time, but now that there's some distance from this, I'm pretty sure of it. I think I was literally, I know we use this all the time, this term, but I think I was literally stir crazy. As you know, I take the quarantine and coronavirus very seriously. As I've talked about with Lori, you know, I'm definitely in that high risk group that if I got it, I could die, literally die. You know, I'm, I'm obese. Uh, I have type 2 diabetes, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm not super young, 
I'm not old, but I'm not super young. And, uh, you know, so it scares the shit out of me. All right. Part one. Part two is even if I survive, I'm seeing more and more articles about people who have beaten the coronavirus, so to speak, and that they no longer have the flu symptoms and whatever, but they still have the lingering fatigue. They still have the lingering loss of taste and smell. And uh, I don't even want to risk that. I think it is better that we stay at home until there's a, a, a vaccine. Now, I'm also one of these people that when the vaccine comes out, uh, as soon as available, I will take it. A, a safe vaccine. I am also one of those people, though, too, that and I've seen this more and more online. I'm not taking a, a vaccine that comes out under the Trump administration. So I will take one under the Biden administration, but I, I would be, if, if Trump, and I don't even want to think about this possibility wins, I would be very, I'd be even extra careful to take a virus until literally it's been proven effective. But if Biden wins and the Biden administration says this is safe, I will trust the Biden administration. I don't feel, I feel they have our best interests at heart. I don't think they're trying to make score political points in that way, at least. But, uh, yeah, I have no fear of the vaccine, and uh, I would take it right away because I want to live. But um, what I was going to say is that uh, with the smoke and the ash, and unless you live in it, you don't realize how bad it is. We don't even have it the worst here. I wasn't able to go outside, and I remember having this same depression at the beginning of the quarantine, because it was the rainy season here. And which is funny, because I don't really consider myself really an outside person. But I do, I think I really do need those uh, moments of daily punctuation of going outside. I like a day punctuated by moments sitting outside and having some fresh air and light. I think it does wonders for my uh, mood. And I think just the ash and the smoke and the quarantine, it just made my world tinier than it already was. Because now I'm just really just trapped inside the house. And I think that made me anxious. It made me depressed, which depression leads to anxiety or rage. I probably had both. I didn't really have any rage. And... um. Yeah, but I think another thing that happened too, and I'm and I'm only going to address this in the most surfeit way, is that I went on Discord, my personal Discord, where I was tagged, <laughs> them tagged, and it was from uh, one of you pretty much scolding me for being upset about the comments um, from Sunday, from the Fat Camp episode where I was mad that people were putting jokes in the chat room. And I'm not going to do this here, and I'm not going to do this anywhere. I'm not going to respond to that. And I'm not angry. Don't don't read into it. I'm telling you right now, don't read into what I'm saying right now. Don't read into the fact that I'm not giving a response. I'm just not going to respond. 
because I made the decision. I wanted to respond. I made the decision right then and there that I was, wasn't going to respond, that I wasn't going to engage, that I just, and by the way, again, don't read into that. The response could have been an apology. The response could have been a defense. The response could have been anything. Don't read into anything of what I'm saying. I just realized, and I've said this many times before, but now I feel I have concrete evidence, and I do think there's a part here where I'm like, I'm just no longer going to really engage with the listeners. That there has to, and I've given speech after speech and speech about this. I think what's changed is this. It's such a dumb reason. Is, uh, since having these moments, uh, there was Animal Crossing. So I would always miss the Animal Crossing Discord, which is, which is an amazing channel. I love the Animal Crossing Discord. But now that we're six months out from the, sh- the game having been out, it seems like that channel has quieted down significantly. And also my desire... I still play Animal Crossing, but I just... Literally, I'm at the stage where I just do my chores and I put the game away. I don't play any more than my chores uh, require. It's about 15 minutes a day. Uh, I'm pretty close to having the villagers that I want. Uh, If I need a villager, I'll go get one. But I'm pretty happy with the villagers that I have. And uh, I'm just kind of done with that game. And I'm still playing. I'm still, like, enjoying it. But, yeah, I don't have a desire to go on the Discord and see what's going on with Animal Crossing. And, oh, my God, who has shooting stars? And but and before, when I would do these, I'm not going to engage with the listeners. And I was, I was always trying to balance, well, how do I still do the Animal Crossing one and not do the others? And now that I have no interest in Animal Crossing as, as much as going on the Discord, at least, I'm just like, mm, maybe it's easier now just to go. And so the sec- that day... That day, I just, I didn't, last time I left the Discord, but I knew I was going to come back. I was just doing it for a few days. Now my account still exists on Discord. I'm still on the channel, but I've just deleted the app from my phone. And my computer and my iPad only go through Afterthought Media's Discord. And so I figured I'll just check in once in a while to make sure no one, like Humble Pie messages me about server questions and stuff. But other, or if people send me a, a, a message on there, uh, I'll, I'll read them. But um, yeah, I think I, and I, and I actually do think that this, I don't know, I have to talk to Lori about this, kind of Lori and Taylor and, I, and the other hosts really like the live shows. I might just stop doing live shows. Like not that many people show up. And I told you I'm trying to cut cut wait I'm trying to cut costs, and those are some very easy costs to cut because, like again, like on any given live show, even if it's huge, only about no more than God the most I've ever seen. I would say I don't know what the percentage is, but. Uh, a very small percentage of the entire listen. Like in other words, over ninety percent of the listeners do not attend any live shows ever. So I don't know. I I don't know if there's if it's worth 
with the Mixler hassle and all that. And it's just, is it worth it? I don't know. So, um, I don't know. That's something, I, that's something I'm up in the air about. And I'll discuss that with the people who are hosting the show. I think they need the live show sometimes for the energy. So, uh, but I'm just, I don't know. I'm just done. And, and ever since I made that decision, I've been happy. And, but I think, again, I think that it's, it's, it's a multi-part thing. I think it's part, uh, the, the working out has improved my mood and boosted my uh, uh, mood. I think um, uh, I've been eating better. That also boosts your mood. I'm in therapy and talk therapy through better help. That improves your mood. Like there are all these things happening that improve, uh, have been improving my mood. The working out, the eating right, the talk therapy, uh, and I don't know, and, but I also feel, and this is what I was going to get to, uh, I, I told you, t- Cameron told me about this, but I'd always thought about something like this, but bibliomancy. Now, in bibliomancy, it's when, you know, it's that almost like fortune telling, but you just open up a random book. Some people do it with the Bible. And then whatever the book opens to, that's sort of your fortune for the day, where your, your eye lands on the page or whatever. There's different ways of doing it. Uh, I don't, I don't do that, but I do, I will say that I do believe that the universe tries to send you messages through people or sometimes through things. And I've seen some very encouraging things on the internet and through either newspaper articles or on Reddit or something like those things that I read daily that have been really encouraging. I read a really interesting article about Keith Haring today about something from his journals, about his views on life and living life. And I was like, oh, that really, it really resonated with me. And the person drew a comparison between that and somebody else's journal. I can't remember who it was. And again, about, oh, but, Be- and then I think, of, oh, then there was a separate article about Beethoven and uh, how he was really depressed after he went deaf, but that he wrote the, his fifth symphony uh, while deaf and and uh, the emotions that were going there and how they get, it actually has a happy, happy ending. The whole thing. And they, I just sort of felt that they spoke to me and it just sort of reawakened my uh, energy as a creator. I'm actually really excited again. I think there was like about a month or two where I just, it was a job and a and drudgery that I was not looking forward to. But now I'm like really excited to create again. I'm in a really good mood. Again, I think it's multifaceted. I think anytime they've done studies, you all know this, you're all smart. The, the people who quit social media, it leads to happiness. Well, Discord is a form of social media and it was just making me sad. It was just like, it was just like, and I'm not going to sit here and moan about it more, but like, I was just like, oh, I go on here and I'm sad. So I just deleted the Discord from my phone. And uh, I just don't want to be sad. I just want to create. I want to create and make people happy. And I know the one thing I'm confident in is that the content we've been creating has made you happy. And what's fun, that's even been, I think, when I've been like a blubbering mess or a depressed mess or an angry mess. So imagine if I'm happy and I'm creating, it'll make you guys even happier. So this is a good thing. Therapy session. Uh, you know, uh, I am developing a little innocent crush on my therapist and I think, and I would call it a therapist crush. And I think he's getting a client crush on me. 
And so the last session was very good. Uh, once again, it starts off very formal and then it goes to flirty. And um, yeah, and so uh, nothing much to write home about. It was just funny because, you know, what happened, what, what I will say is that at one point, I'd said a joke that I thought was really funny. And all my jokes, every time up to that point, well, even no, even after this, it, did, it didn't change. But like, um, I made a joke and it just landed with this giant thud. Just landed with a giant thud. There's never any laughter, nothing. He just will move on and just, and then, so at one point I made a joke that was, I remember being kind of funny. And he didn't laugh. And so I started chuckling. So we move on, and I don't know, we're talking about something else. And he goes, Joe, I want to circle back to something you said earlier. Well, not to earlier when you laughed for no reason whatsoever. Why did you laugh? And I said, I laughed because I'm trying so hard to make you laugh, and it's not working. And as a comedian, that makes me laugh. I don't know why. And this is true. I told him about when I was a stand-up comic. If I was bombing, I would get the giggles on stage. I don't know why bombing just gives me these nervous giggles and they make me laugh. And then he, of course, you know, from a therapist perspective, was like, huh, I'm very curious why you find the need to entertain me or make me laugh. But what's funny is by the end, once again, this happened there in the first session, his guard went down and... um you know, we were wrapping up and he said, well, I got to I have to go. It's my, my next client. And I was like, okay, I want, you don't have to tell me, but I want that gold star that I was your favorite client today. And just, I want you to think it in your head. He goes, well, you can always look at the clock and see if you're my favorite client because we went over on time. And I was like, okay, well, there you go. And then he sent me a, he goes, I sent you a private message too. So I went on my better help private message thing and the message was to his personal art website. And uh, he goes, I just want to reveal a little bit about myself to you. And I was like, oh, cute, David. And um, yeah, so I have another session with him on Wednesday. That'll be good. Um, and we'll see how that goes. He wants me to answer some sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, I like being funny flirty with him. I have no interest. He lives in Texas. But at least he's more age-appropriate than Aiden. But, oh, Aiden and I are so in love. It's so cute. I love how much in love we are. I'm sure once he gets to know me, he'll find out a horror show this is. But uh, for now, it's fun. Uh, being pulled over. So the other day, uh, I was going to run an errand to the supermarket. And a cop pulled me over. And I had no idea why. So, uh, but I got a, a little interjection here. I think I've talked about this on the show before. I rarely get tickets. Well, I, I rarely get pulled over. But when I do, I rarely get tickets. Because uh, at my time at the Prince Interview, like we were talking about uh, with Adam, I, uh, that one of the, one of the most frequently taught subjects in the five minute non-academic uh, lesson was how to get out of a ticket. And you heard so many different versions, but they all had pretty much the same thing. So I always still use those strategies. 
And so he says to me, do you know why I pulled you over? And I said, no. And uh, he goes, well, your your registration's expired. And I went, oh, my gosh. And I really didn't know because I bought my my uh, car a year ago. I just assumed it, that was the registration when you bought the car. I never got any notification. And it was registered back in February. But he just let me off without a warning. My favorite part, though, I mean, he left me off, he left me off with a warning. And uh, my favorite part, though, is Betty started frantically calling me at that time. I kept ignoring the call, which made her call him more. And I go, she, and then finally when I answered, I called her back after he let me go. And uh, she, I go, sorry, I got pulled over. And she went, by the cops? I went, no, by the pitching scout for the Dodgers. They want me to pitch for them. And she got mad at me for being sarcastic. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's episode of This Joe Batance. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Again, I'm telling you, I am in such a good mood. I'm so happy. So these episodes of This Joe Batance are going to be happy shows. Everyone's happy. And it's going to be happy shows for the rest of the week right here on This Joe Batance. Right here on After Media.